0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. More Newcastle players, more Spurs, more Chelsea. This is my game week four wildcard draft. Welcome to the Gianni Bottici show. Hope you guys are well. Guys, it is very good practice to look at your team and think about how many players you might want to hold, how many you want to sell, and if that sale number is five, six, seven, then maybe you consider wildcarding. So many will be waiting for the international break next week. Others will be looking at game week seven, eight, and others will be looking way further ahead and perhaps won't even have a plan when to wildcard. And that's absolutely fine. I think it has to be flexible, it has to be team dependent, and it's based on injuries, suspensions, or simply tons of players you want that you can't have. So look at your team and think about that number. Let's have a look at my team and see if I should be wildcarding and put together a draft wildcard team for those that want inspiration from it this also helps for key targets you might want to identify in terms of your transfers moving forward even if wildcard is completely off the radar for you so if I look at my team roughly before going into detail I look at the goalkeepers and think if I was wildcarding I'd probably change one if not both of them uh, the defenders I'd be probably keeping a stupid man, although the fixtures aren't great Chilwell would stay Kabore and Guardiola, I think, would stay. But I'd probably want a Newcastle defender in there, trip Trippier. The midfield would have the most changes, for sure. Like I'd probably go Sterling short term. I'd definitely want Madison, although he'll be my transfer in, I think, this week. Um, I'd want Mbomo in this team. Lighter on man united and arsenal midfield maybe Saka's the only one that stays and then the front line i don't think i'd be changing much so i'm not sure there'd be enough in terms of changes for me but let's have a look and before we do let's have a look at the fixture ticker because when you're buying players when you're looking at transfers when you're wildcarding, especially that fixture ticker is also important i've got this off the scout members area do check out uh scout i've gone up to game week 11. you could go further than that couldn't you you could go further but if you went further than that, you think, oh, I'm going to be making loads of transfers anyway. Why would I need to bother? Because let's say I go up to 12, next 12 weeks, that's 12 players you'd be changing by the time you get to that 13th week. Um, and that's with just free. So I'm going to go to the next eight weeks. So up to game week 11. And right at the top of the ticker, Liverpool, Luton, non-event. Spurs, Chelsea, Villa are high, Newcastle are high. And much further down, and again, we've got Double and triple Arsenal and Man United right towards the bottom there. Man City sort of mid rank. Uh, but definitely worth noting as things are starting to shift. So let's have a look at what my wildcard team would actually look like. But before we do, shout out to today's sponsor, SoRare. Many of you will know a little bit about SoRare and maybe have thought about playing the game now. Spoiler alert, this is the first time I have played the game and I'm excited to play because it's a fantasy game that's a little bit more complex than FPL. And the scoring system alone suggests that. Like, it's a bit like the bonus point system in FPL. So the BPS is what, 32, 34 metrics? Well, the scoring system in so Rare is just under 50 metrics, but it's all those underlying stats like the BPS, so recoveries, interceptions, blocks, pass completion, of course, goals and assists matter, but you pick your players slightly differently in SoRare. Um, DMs, for example, defensive midfielders and centre-backs can score really, really well. Uh, now, sure, there's versions of the game where you can pay to play and players go up and down in price. And you can sell, you can trade. I'm going to learn a little bit more about that in the weeks to come. But starting off, I'm going to play the free version just with the Premier League because again, loads of leagues and you can have different teams your your five-a-side team of five different leagues covered in that, that five-a-side team but I'm going simple for my first game week I'm going FPL players that I know Premier League players only I'm going big on Chelsea and big on Man City I like their home fixtures and as I say it's free to play uh, there's a link if you want to sign up in the description to this video and you can check out my journey on So Rares. I mention them in these Wednesday videos moving forward but let's carry on with the rest of the show because I'm going to put together that wildcard draft I'm super excited about because I know people are wildcarding this week. I don't think it's for me, and we've looked at my team. I don't think it, I, I need to. But let's start with the goalkeepers, and this is where I'm a little bit stuck. Actually, um, there is no standout goalkeeper at the moment, and it's tough to identify who. You can't. You've got to look at the four million guys and go. I want Ariola or Turner or both, and go really budget. But money doesn't feel like it's an issue. So I'd go Ariola, because there is a chance West Ham still buy. Um, Nottingham Forest still buy a keeper. Turner could lose his. Place sure, Ariola could lose his place to Fabianski, but Ariola's playing well. And then I'm going to go Vicario because I don't think Spurs will keep a ton of clean sheets, they'll keep some, they've kept two already, but he's going to get lots of saves. But I think he'll get a lot of shots from distance and therefore low XG saves that are easy save points. Um, so let's see how that one goes. As I say, I'm not set on the goalkeepers, the rest of the team I like so. Defenders. We don't need to talk about a Stupinan. Well, maybe we do because Brighton's fixtures turn, but I think he'd actually be my sub one, a Stupinan, a lot of the time. Chilwell is in there. He's playing left wing. We love that. But this is where it gets interesting. I'll be buying Kieran Trippier because Newcastle's fixture run is about to turn. Now, European football scares me a little bit with Tripp's. Um, I don't think he'll be rotated yet. Um, it's more just Newcastle's performance. Will it dip off the back of those Champions League away days, especially? But we know from last season, Trippier is an elite FPL asset. So he is in that team. I think the 4 million defenders still, Kabore is the standout. Um, and then Guardiola. I do think Man City defence is being overlooked. You could argue Aston Villa defence too. So maybe instead of a and I'd go for an Aston Villa defender, like a Matty Cash, for example. But Guardiola. I've gone with in this team and look money's not an issue with this team i've got 2.1 million in the bank from the draft i'm about to show you so if i wanted to stretch up to trent if he starts keeping clean sheets that'd be very easy a stupid hand to trent whatever um so man city defense covered chelsea newcastle that'd be the they'd be the, my three starters and then a stupid and a lot of the time i think would be sub one with a heavy heart because the goal threat is always there with a stupid and i don't like the idea of benching him but some of those fixtures they are tough. It would still be a back three most weeks, and guys, it's going to be a midfield five. And it's the midfield positions which get really, really tricky. Now, on my um, game week uh, preview video, I showed you the best non penalty XGI of midfielders. So let's have a look at that chart again. In the first three game weeks, the top of the charts for non penalty XGI, Bruno. Now, he actually scored a penalty as well. So his numbers are even better than this. But non penalty expected goal involvement, goals and assists combined uh expected he is top madison second saka third matoma and bomo and bowen they were my top six and popular assets rashford and martinelli and odegaard were fairly low right much lower so from these players which ones make it into my my wild card draft i don't think i'd be going with bruno despite the numbers looking great but madison yes saka yes I'm not sure Matoma makes it in because the fixtures, but Mbomo, I definitely want in this team too. So with that in mind, you go, okay, that's like three of the top five in terms of underlying numbers. Like those picks a lot, Saka, Madison, and Bomo. But who else do you put in? I think I would go for a short-term punt on Raheem Sterling. I don't think he's a long-term pick. I think if you want to cover Chelsea attack, Jackson will be the standout. But short-term, Forrest at home, Bournemouth away... Oh, and then it's Villa at home, Fulham away, Burnley away. Those five games are exceptional for Chelsea. Exceptional. Raheem Sterling, welcome to this wildcard dr- draft. Um, and actually, let me just show you Sterling's average position map from the weekend just gone. Um, most advanced man on the pitch. Him and Jackson. Super high, super wide. Because Chilwell's threat down the left, the threat down the right isn't really from the right back. It's from, from Sterling. Whether it's Gusto or even Rhys James, don't expect them to be as advanced as like a Chilwell. Sterling provides all the threat down the right-hand side and that's what we can see from the average position map. So Sterling makes it in and look, I think we still go Phil Foden. Like he's in my actual team. I know you'll be like, oh, Foden, rotation risk. He was ill. I'm pretty sure he was unwell. He wasn't meant to come on against Sheffield United. He came on because they really needed him in the last five minutes. And it worked. He got a very cheap assist. But game week two against Newcastle, best pair on the pitch. I still think Foden against Fulham at home especially. And then they've got West Ham away, Forest at home. Like there's two home games, really, really good. And Foden could go big. So I like that midfield five. Obviously, there is no... Marcus Rashford in this team now I could upgrade Mbomo to Rashford straight away um, I could upgrade Sterling to Rashford and those moves might happen but I think to start going into game week four I would just go no I'm going to cut my man United midfielders. it's a tough fixture don't know what I'm getting with Arsenal United although I think there probably will be goals and again I'm cutting Martinelli out this team not enough for me to do it and pull that trigger but worth noting, it's a slight, it's a pretty different midfield. I don't have three of these guys, although I will be buying Madison this week. So it'll only be Sterling and Mbomo, I don't own. And then the front three, I don't think we're changing. I don't think we're changing that front three, are we? Like, Cameron Archer's just got his loan move to Sheffield United. Sorry, not his loan move, permanent deal. I think it's about 18 million. He's going to be starting every game. He's going to score lots of goals. Okay, he's going to score goals against weaker opposition but he's going to be our third third sub it doesn't really matter we've got a 4.5 starter that's kind of all you want he ain't going to score loads of goals i'm sure but he will score some against weak opposition especially at home very good in the championship last year nico jackson like i can't deny his numbers are all there like nico jackson this season for forwards more big chances than anyone expected goals he's ranked second uh non-penalty expected goal involvement he's second opposition half touches he's second shots inside the box he's fourth attempts in the box he's fourth like he is a big chance hog they fall his way now you could argue his conversion hasn't been good enough that doesn't really matter if he's getting tons of chances he'll convert some he works hard poch loves him we're starting to see chelsea click chelsea are starting to look like an actual team guys quite excited about that. And Nico Jackson would easily be in this wildcard team. And if you don't own him in your actual team, I think he's someone you should probably look to buy if you're not going Sterling. Covering this Chelsea attack for the run they're about to go on, really, really important for me. I think the double up is really possible with Sterling and, and Jackson, but some are blocked by that because they might own Chilwell and Gusto or Chilwell and Colwell as I do. And I think I'm okay with double defense and one attack. Um but it could be loads of fun. And then obviously Haaland's the set and forget f- every week, whether he misses penalties or not. Do you know what? doesn't even matter when Haaland misses a penalty. If Is EO, as it was for my rank of 190%, I don't really lose points when Haaland blanks, um, which is a bit of a shame. I do wonder if at, this season, at times, there will be dips in Haaland form or a Haaland injury or something that makes captaincy a discussion again. But at the moment, this wildcard team isn't set for, give me lots of alternative captains because of Haaland. Yet in the past, we've always had two or three premium players because we know we want to move the armband around. And Kane was in the game and Salah was really efficient and consistent. So we had those other captaincy options. Now, even if Salah starts performing to to a really high level, we're probably not captaining him much because of Haaland's form and because he's so, so good. So again, like this team doesn't have your other 10 million-plus midfielder or forward to rival Harlem for the armband each week simply because I don't think we need to go against him. And when we do... There's players in the bracket of Saka and Madison that you might, Nico Jackson, that you might, given the fixture, have a little play with with the armband every now and then. But I don't think it happens much. So that's my wild card team. As I mentioned, it's not something I'll be doing this week. I'm open to it every week. Do I book a wild card in and have a, a time like, oh, I'm going to do it in that international break or the international break in a month or six weeks' time? Or do I want to go right up to Christmas? In an ideal world, I want to keep it as long as I can. And in an ideal world, I'm not forced into using it. But if the flags come, if loads of those players on your watch list come and you can't get to them simply with a four-point hit or you can't get to them with free transfers, that's when you start thinking about wildcard moves. As I mentioned, there isn't enough moves for me. Like I would change two of my midfielders after my transfer. I'd change one of my defenders. So my start and then I'd the goalkeepers, I'm not that fussed about. I don't think there's a big enough swing. So outside of the goalkeepers, there's only three changes I'd be making uh, to my wildcard team in my outfield 10. Not enough. Not enough. Um, but do consider it if it's for you. Um, absolutely no. Uh, I'm trying not trying to convince anyone they should be wildcarding. And I hope this video has been useful for those that want to consider it or not. Because as I mentioned, all the players we're discussing here, they're all... Watchlist players. They should all be on your list. If you've enjoyed today's video, do hit the like button and subscribe. If you can subscribe to the channel, that really does mean a lot. Thank you for supporting me so far. I'll be back again on Thursday with my team selection video. Don't miss that one, and I'll see you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.